Should we start ordering from Uber Eats now? I'm down. No tomatoes. I still can't have tomatoes. No tomatoes. I would love to get like a sandwich with like a bag of chips. Ooh, that sounds great. Let's cool. do sandwiches. Hey guys, Tom here. I just wanted to say hi really quick and clear some things up. You see, the knock at my door, which I thought was my Uber Eats delivery person, was actually just my neighbor inviting me to come see a play he had directed that was premiering at a local theater. It was a story told from the perspective of Michael Jackson's famous glove. I found his idea particularly interesting because it brought the king of pop to the theater, a medium which usually deals with flawed kings. I told my neighbor I was willing to consider attending if the ticket price was affordable and if my schedule permitted. For the time being, I had bigger fish to fry, because my catfish po' boy was being taken hostage by an Uber Eats driver who had suddenly cancelled my delivery. It was hard to think on an empty stomach, so I decided to order a burrito for delivery and postpone any thoughts about revenge until later. I hadn't heard that story before. Nah. Ah, brother. <laughs> nah. It's me, the Jamaican goat. That <laughs> was home. It was dope. Home's where the heart is. So, you know, you know what it is. <clears throat> it was mellow. It's easy living up there. Being back home is like getting uh, the warm towel on the plane, you know? It's just like small and kind of a little bit wet and hot. <laughs> it makes your hands feel a little bit residue-y. I'm the residude. <laughs> Pleased to meet you. Nah, it was it was cool. It was uh, it was funny. Like my mom was under the impression that I was staying for two weeks, probably because I told her that I was going to stay for two weeks. Jokes on you, mom. Yeah, yeah. So I pulled the rug out from underneath her at the last second. <laughs> I got me and my dad. We tabletopped her, and then I ran away, jumped in the Volvo, and drove off. Off to get a new mom. Actually, it was a pretty crazy experience when I was leaving. Uh, I left at like six in the morning because I wanted to get up to San Luis Obispo to see my sister and her husband. It's funny to say that out loud. <laughs> we always used to call him Nathan, um, but now we all call him husband. <laughs> um, so I got, to, I wanted to get up early so I could go to San Luis Obispo to ride bikes with him and my sister. And uh, and so I left at like six, and I'm on the fucking one t- or the 101 over by Thousand Oaks and Agora Hills and shit. And I'm like 
just like completely zoned out, like tired and just like kind of on autopilot. And there was a tire in the middle of the road and I've hit it and it popped my tire. So I, I run over a tire that then pops my tire, you know, immediate deflation and shit. Car starts kind of swerving around a little bit, not too crazy, but just like got to grip the hand, the steering wheel a little bit harder, pull off to the side of the road. I'm in the median shoulder, you know, which like, I'm always confused about pulling over to the right. Because so a lot of times so the middle stage, has so much more room. You're stage left. I'm stage. No, 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 no. Because stage left is from the perspective of the audience or no. I believe it's while you're on stage performing to the audience. If you were in my shoes, imagine POV me, <laughs> you'd be pulling off to the left of the road. Ooh, okay. So Shit. I'm in the middle. And so I pull over and I'm like, damn, I jump out the car. Are we I'm still POV. We're still POV. I, I've never not been POV, homeboy. I can't get out of this ride. <laughs> yeah. A woman drives up, pulls up right behind me. Her windshield is smashed. And she's like, was that your tire? And I was like, no, I hit that tire and it popped my tire. She had said that a car in front of her kicked up debris or something and smashed her window on some Final Destination Final shit, destination. which oh. I think that we were just talking about recently. Yeah. Her window was smashed, and it looked like if whatever had hit her window had the hit. lumber scene you're talking exactly. about. Exactly, yeah, the big but it was like half yeah. a tire this time. <laughs> uh, so our numbers are still waiting to be called by death, dude. Me and this woman have this forever bond now because we narrowly escaped death. Death, death. Holy shit. Yeah, so the Grim Reaper's knocking. I got my car used. I got my car without a back windshield wiper, uh, one of the doors doesn't lock. I the second my tire pops, no I seats. knew that I was going to be missing something. Yeah. It's a fixer upper. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I just never fixed it. I knew that I would be missing shit, so I looked back and I, you know, I was missing shit. It seemed, but a, a highway patrolman pulled up pretty quickly and uh, pointed his gun at me. <laughs> like, Got on the fucking ground. <laughs> 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 a highway patrolman pulled up and was super wrote you a ticket for your registration. Uh, yeah, no, nah, dude, I was I'm I'm all registered and stuff. Thank God. Lord. Otherwise, he would have been like, okay, let's help you fix this. Wait a second. He called a tow truck for me, and he dips off and goes to the other side of the street where there's another car that's pulled off to the side of the road. It was like carnage, dude. Coincidentally, this car was missing a tire on its front left, <laughs> its front left wheel thingy. So. I'm sitting in my car waiting for the tow truck. I look in my rear view. There's another highway patrolman that's doing that snake routine where he's going up and down the entire freeway and slowing down traffic yeah, yeah. behind them. And I'm thinking like, what the fuck is going on? He does pull up right behind me and he's like, hey man, I stopped all of the 101 for you. Uh, I'll escort you across the freeway to the other side of the road. And then I just like slowly put across the road and then drive all the way down the fucking like, uh, you know, quarter mile up the freeway off an off ramp into a McDonald's parking lot. And that dude escorts me the whole way. The fucking tow truck came. He put on my spare tire. He escorted me. I was getting escorted all over <laughs> Thousand Oaks, dude. The tow truck put on my tire and he escorted me to uh, a tire repair place. Holy shit. That, that all happened from like 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Like in an amount of time where you would maybe just normally be sleeping. That's fucking crazy. I got a Starbucks while I was waiting for my tire to get repaired. 
and I walk over there and the dude that's like the barista guy is like on some real like, hey, man, how's your morning going? Like, what can I get you? You want that black? You want that with a little bit of cream? I'll give you, you know, like just like total, like the most like friendly fool in the entire world. And his spirits were so fucking high and it felt like he was like taking it a notch up every time I kind of met his energy levels. Like I'm like, Hey, good morning to you too, man. Like good to talk to you. And he's like, it's great to talk to you, man. You know, like some shit like that where we're just kind of like laddering up this thing the entire time. Then he closed the window and starts singing. uh, We're going downtown in an earlier round. Yeah. I feel bad for Starbucks employees though. I, I don't feel bad for anybody who seems like they're that happy. It's hard to. No, no, no. I'm saying like you're signing up for a job, but you're really not doing that job. You're like half of your job is doing some completely other shit that you really didn't sign up for. Because every single My star- guy, I can't. I mean, that's what a, being a barista is. <laughs> being a barista is kind of like being the gatekeeper to joy early in the morning. It's like it's the coffee is 50% of the battle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the barista the barista is the barista is the one who's constantly in that game of tug of war with your fatigue bro i'm talking about the fact that like they they sign up to be baristas at starbucks but no doubt half of their job is like dealing with homeless people or like cleaning uh... up a disgusting bathroom like Every single Starbucks I've ever been to is just... I completely misinterpreted what you were trying yeah, to no, say. Yeah, no, I'm saying... Dude, like, yeah, like, you sign up to, like, you know, fuck around, just make coffee and shit and just have a regular-ass job, but you're spending half the day, like, fighting off homeless people and... Uh, my, my burrito's downstairs. No word. Hold up. <laughs> Starbucks might even be like grosser and more overrun by homeless people than like McDonald's and public libraries or a homeless shelter. <laughs> homeless shelters are probably the cleanest place out of those three. Dude. Yeah. Fucking 
the people who are at Starbucks, like, like with the big laptops, like playing games and shit all day, or like charging everything that they own. Yeah, the people like, at Starbucks are like are like homeless inside. A lot of the time they're not even like homeless outside. They're like, they're like, they have all the trappings of being homeless. Like this is maybe some of the stink, some of the uh, hygienic kind of issues, all of that figuratively just is inside of these, of these people while they're like tapping away on their like chunky ass laptop with like a backpack. That's like, you know, looks like they've been traveling across Europe for three months (laughs) or something. What's been going on with you, my man? Man. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. So uh, where do I begin? My homie who I went to college with, the guy who's getting married, the New York guy. So he happened to have been in Silver Lake for the night. And he hits me up and he goes, um, hey, come down to Night Market right there on Sunset. He asked you to come over to Night Market. And you, do you say you say yes or you say no? I say yes. <laughs> so I've told you about this fool's like uh, like level of wealth, like old, old money. It's like great, great grandparents own the land that Fisherman's Wharf sits on of San Francisco, like own the land. Wow. And he was his dad's only son and his father just passed away last summer and his dad was like a crazy dude like a super eccentric awesome guy he wrote this movie called drop dead fred have you heard of that uh-uh. it's just like an 80s movie but like real movie though like they real made it. Mo- oh yeah like it's on like the level of like i bet you it's on netflix and shit it's like a big time 80s movie it's like in the world of like princess diaries and shit yeah yeah the thing that's interesting Princess ab- bride yes what yeah. i say Princess Diaries. Diaries. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stupid mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I should know better. Yeah. Uh, super eccentric guy. Used to take us out to like thousands and thousand dollar worth dinners, you know, like. But James inherits everything and was not prepared. He was like, dude, literally like overnight, I have 200 employees. But he invites me to night market and I pull up and it's like, I just get like a whiff like it's him and a group of people and I know that they're all fucking rich like you can just tell that they're like deeply rich because when I approach the table everybody's like eyes kind of lit up and been like ew wow like (laughs) it's this is what it feels like when you're around like really rich people you live in an apartment (laughs) well dude they did they were like you live right here and I was like yeah like uh five minutes away and they're like you're kidding there's no homes here. (laughs) (laughs) This is what it feels like. It's like they, their world is like friends. You know what I mean? Like the show friends, they're at that coffee shop and everybody else is just like an extra. And I was like an extra who got wrote into the storyline this night. You know what I'm saying? Like it, I broke the fourth wall. Like it was just like you, I felt like out of place. Like, Anyway, like I tried to put my card in to like help pay for it. And they're like, (laughs) they're asking me questions. They're like, so what is it like living in Echo Park? Oh my God. 
we walk out of the restaurant and uh, this big dude comes walking down the street and bumps into one of the guys and the guy goes, oh my God, I haven't seen you since New York. <laughs> Yo, he's just like, what's that fool's name? Uh, from six, was it 16 Candles? James Spader. No, from Pretty in Pink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth about this, Sosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but at this point, we're in like a circle of standing. When this dude enters the our circle of talking, he completely like bombards me and like like totally just betas me just like stands in front of me in this circle and i do like a what the like i do like the 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 hand raise look up and down like really like what he looks at me puts his arm around me brings me into the conversation (laughs) now we're just standing here he's not even talking to me he's just got his arm around me <laughs> so like I got lesser than yeah, bro. He took he just, it a step further to beta me. He just bought you actually. But <laughs> the reason why I was like willing to play along, well, not like I was gonna throw like a fucking punch at him or something, but I was actually he won me over with, with what he was talking about. He goes, um, they start talking like I haven't seen you since New York. Blah 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 blah. When was the last time I saw you? I think it was Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Okay, then. They start asking him questions, and he's like, yeah, uh, I've been on Jeopardy. He lists all these game shows that he's been on. And then he goes, yeah, now I'm, the, I'm one of the hosts of this new show called Mastermind on GSN. So now I'm thinking maybe this dude thought I was looking at him like, hey, I know who this guy is, maybe. That would be wild if anybody that was a host of an obscure game show on GSN was like, oh, all these people recognize me, but they're too afraid to say anything. <laughs> So let me, let me make it easy for him. And <laughs> I'm like, here's another fan. Uh, but anyway, he starts talking about this show on GSN, and then he missed the, uh, this conversation. I go, "Do you know America Says?" And he goes, "Yeah." And I go, "Interesting. A lot. I'm sorry. I'm a fan." <laughs> then he put his other arm around you. I go, "Me and my buddies auditioned for this uh, show." America says we got through the auditions prior to COVID. They even hit us up during COVID. And then after COVID, they even were like, are you still interested? All we need from you is the pictures of you (laughs) with what you guys are going to wear. And we haven't heard from them since as if like our pictures were disgusting or whatever. What do you think I should do? Do you have someone I could talk to? I said this to the guy, right? And he goes, he's like, God, just do what I did, man. Just keep trying. Don't give up. I'll talk to you later, man. Take it easy. <laughs> just no walked way. away from me and the rest of the group. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then he tri- he triple alpha to you. Dude, he just dominated me. He leaves. I'm still with this rich pack. Um, I pull out my weed pen. I'm taking a hit of it. And this one guy goes, is that weed or is that tobacco? And I go, it's weed. And then I like kind of pointed out to him to like offer it to him. I was like, do you smoke? And he's like, (laughs) he's like, uh, bro, I'm from Los Feliz. Like I've smoked more than you can imagine. Two seconds later, he pulls out this joint that I swear to God is like this big. It's like a spliff. It's like the size of my thumb. Mm -hmm. And he goes, you guys want blaze? And I'm like, yeah, I'm down. We go in this fool's car. 
This fool starts blasting music in his whip. We drive deep into a neighborhood, parallel park. You find like a up. smoke spot. Dude, find a smoke spot. Roll up all the windows. box the car. He cranks his seat back. We take two hits of this fucking puny joint. And he's like, that was some, he was like, that shit was, that shit was really good. <laughs> shit was really good. And he's talking about how he went to Harvard Westlake. Are you familiar with this high school? My mom went there. No shit. But like back in the day. Right. You know what it, the rep is now? What is it? I guess it's like the celebrity kids school. <clears throat> but uh, he's like, yeah, that's where all the celebrity kids go. And I was like, oh, yeah? Who are some of your classmates? Like, who was like the most famous one? And he was like, everyone. And I was like, like who? And he's like, I mean, everyone. And I was like, what? You yeah, can't turn listen on, to turn one? On the TV. The, the woman, uh, and he's Sandra like, O from Grey's Anatomy. He's like, I'll tell her. you like this. Ashton Kutcher was my freshman year football coach, okay? <laughs> the fuck qualifies Ashton Kutcher to be? He doesn't even have a kid. Yeah. What's he doing coaching high school or middle school football? Or His something? only play is on defense is to punk the punk. The yeah. <laughs> Here's some famous Harvard Westlake. Well, these are people who famous people went to Harvard Westlake. Maggie Gyllenhaal, Jason Siegel, Tori Spelling, Jake Gyllenhaal, Bono, Candace Bergman, <laughs> Nelson Mandela, <laughs> yeah. Paul Pot, Adolf Hitler, <laughs> Mussolini. That's the funniest shit when I uh, when I was going through my stomach stuff and I looked up. At one point, I looked up who oh. are celebrities who have IBS. Oh, I thought. Oh, really? <laughs> it was like Tyra Banks, Cameron, Hitler. <laughs> yeah, Yo, you know how um, you know how in like uh, uh, what's that um, the Sandlot. Yeah. Babe Ruth appears. To, to, <laughs> Babe Ruth appears to the guy with the PF flyers or whatever. Yeah. And like uh also in like in um Wild at Heart, doesn't Elvis appear to Nick Cage? Oh, in the sky, yeah, yeah. Or like Lion King when the dad, yeah. yeah. If you were going through something like kind of traumatic or like some sort of like some, you know, difficulties where you needed like advice or whatever. And then suddenly, like Hitler appears, and you're like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" Like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, you like, girl advice. Could, couldn't it have been anybody else? Yeah. <laughs> Getting your first period can be confusing. <laughs> it's a natural part of life, and you might feel like you have no one to talk to about it. But your mom's been through the same thing that you went through, and her mom, and her mom before her. You just have to talk to your mom. Thanks, Adolf. You want any chips or salsa? No, I'm cool. Thanks. Um, uh, Duncan and Marnie, pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, we're all super excited for Duncan and Marnie. If anybody wants to travel over to Duncan and Marnie's social, drop a comment or something. Yeah. Or like double tap a picture that you'd overlooked before because now maybe more than when you'd first seen the photo, I'm sure that they would appreciate some of that. 
uh, attention mm-hmm. because they're engaged. Did you think Duncan would be the first of our crew to get engaged? Is a surprise or what do we think? He was always a little bit more like focused on finding his person. <laughs> I'm just going to sound like such a fucking bitch for saying that with no context. Whatever, fuck it. I'll die. I'll dive into the deep end. I feel like I could totally see myself doing this with you on the outside. I mean, did I think I was going to find somebody like you on Love Island? No, I feel the same way. It's like, you know, the moment that I walk down, I literally couldn't keep my eyes off you. You know that. Like, I was literally staring right at you. I never thought that I would step forward for the first, you know, man that came out. <coughs> and when I saw you, I was like, no shot. I'm stepping a big step forward. Like, I honestly think I found my person. 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 Yeah, like Duncan was, it always seemed like a little bit more like maybe he was open to finding like his person. (laughs) (laughs) Say it again. (laughs) Double down on it. He had aspirations of finding love. Of finding his person. (laughs) Yeah, well, it looks like he found her. Every other time I talk to Duncan, he explains that he's pickling something new. <laughs> even the even the way he he got engaged was very northwest on a hike. <laughs> exactly in the northwest. Yeah, yeah. They were at a Modest Mouse concert. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps they were mm, logging. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps, perhaps. (laughs) What was that? Oh, parental control type of date. You know, like on parental control where it'd be like, you know, you you watch parental control. That's when the parents sit down with the current boyfriend. They turn on the TV and they're like, your days are numbered, buddy. Get ready because sooner, sooner you're going to be soon. You're going to be out of this house. and I can't wait for the day. Yeah. And then they turn on the TV and the guy's being like, yeah, right. Old man. Lifts up his leg, farts, flips off the mom. Turns on the the TV. It turns out that the couple went on a date to like go like pilot their own individual helicopters or some shit. Like like they go on like they go on like the craziest date ever. (laughs) If Duncan takes out Marnie to propose and he's like, it's a surprise. Okay, open your eyes. 
we're both going to log this entire quadrant of the forest and ship these logs off down this river. And, and will you be my wife? My person. <laughs> my forever. <laughs> yeah. Operate their individual helicopter. <laughs> I think I'm getting the hang of it. Yeah. <laughs> they both crash, but then like take up the side of a building. They both crash and then kind of like stumble into each other on the ground. And then they both oh, go like hey at the same yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, like when you know, like if if like uh in a meet cute, if they like drop their groceries and then they both put their hand on top of each other's hand at the same time on accident. Yeah, their helicopters They both into crash each other. their helicopters and then hit the ground and then land with each their hands on top of each other's hands being like hope <laughs> hey guys tom again based off of our retention rate i really hope that 42 percent of you enjoyed the whole episode 50 percent of you enjoyed about half the episode and eight percent of you enjoyed the first 15 seconds of the episode Partnering with a major data analytics firm to optimize all the information we collect about our podcast has been an extremely positive experience, but hasn't been without its frustrating moments. For instance, we learned that we don't have any Samoan listeners, and, uh, we just don't really know why, because it's always been our firm mission here to be inclusive of everybody, regardless of color, creed, or orientation. We promise to try better, and we will try better, next time. Until then... Have a good one, all right? Cheers. Be good. Talk soon. Stay safe. Okay, we'll check in. Bye. Bye.